poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Tactical Tuesday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your host, Brad Wilson. Welcome, 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 my friend, to another episode of Tactical Tuesday. This is Coach Brad, joined once again by John. And today, we have no hands for you. I'm very, very sorry. I know you're very disappointed, but we decided since Elites is still going on for the next two weeks to kind of give an overview and breakdown of everything that John's been doing, specifically because I think that it will help you in your preparation to play poker on a day-by-day basis, building up your habits that will help you build up your resilience so that you can put in more volume so that you can maintain your sanity playing this kind of insane game that we've all decided to play. John, welcome to the show, sir. Thanks, Brad. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to talk about this stuff. I mean, it's not tactical in the sense that we're not talking about like hard technical poker strategy, but I do think that it is tactical in the sense that like this stuff affects uh, like affects performance and is really important to playing good poker. Yeah, normal hand breakdowns are going to be like the micro, right? And this is the macro element yeah. of that. This is the, right. the large overview. And again, just to be clear, Elite's programs closed, won't be open for six months. And all the apps here that we talk about, uh, we're not getting paid <laughs> anything. Basically, nobody pays me anything unless like they buy one of my courses. This is the only way that I get paid. Or you go to freenuffle.com and uh, get Nuffle for free by signing up for Bovada. Um, that earns me some affiliate revenue. But like in this world of poker content creation, at least in my case, I- I'm not like sexy enough to uh, get paid for sponsorships or anything like that. So it's like, eat what you kill, buddy. Um, but if any of our viewers do work for one of these apps, you know, feel free to send us a check or, you know. <laughs> no, send me a check. Or, okay. Not what? John. <laughs> Care of Brad at Chasing po- Don't worry. I'll make sure John gets it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, it's safe in my hands. All right. Uh, so we actually, we prepared a slideshow because we're overachievers. And those of you listening on the podcast, you can't see this beautiful little elite logo that's up there right now. But I got to say, like, I'm very proud. Well, I'm very proud of the person that I paid to make this logo. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this logo, is, this logo is, is amazing, man. This is by far my favorite logo out of like any of the course logos or like even the CPG logo. I, you know, when Brad first showed me this logo, I told him that he should just like not use this on elites. That would just be way too much of a waste given that it's a program that runs twice, twice a year. And like, he should just change the entire CPG logo to this. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be a Phoenix. It looks kind of like a Hawk and, you know, like Phoenix symbolizes like regrow, like regrowth and, um, all the things, but anyway, it just looks really amazing. And funnily enough, like elite didn't have a logo and these guys that joined the program, I thought I want to have something created for them so that I can like give them a hat that says like elite hashtag 2021 or something like that so that they can, you know, be only one of five people that have such hats because they went through the program and came out the other side and just source of pride and all that. And then man, when she sent me back this logo, I was like, damn, this one is yeah. nice. 
I wasn't going to work hard in Elites this month until <laughs> until this offer dropped. <laughs> <laughs> His free thing. All right. So major part of Elites moving a little deeper into the slide is going to be the daily blocks that everybody has to complete. John, could you talk about these daily blocks and what they mean to you? So uh, like before I get into the blocks, like I think what's really important to me is like why these blocks are important and um, sort of just getting to the base goal or like the, the, the core of elites is really to be able to increase the amount of volume that all the members are playing. I think like just to do a quick overview of like why that's important. Like if you have an edge in poker, um, being able to apply that edge over more hands is, you know, it's just going to generate more profit for you. Um, and like while that edge probably decreases, like the longer you play, for example, like I'm probably not winning at the same win rate you know, in the 10th hour of my session as I am uh, at the first hour, um, kind of the the purpose of elites, at least for me, is to uh, kind of decrease that win rate drop so that, um, you know, I'm able to stay focused. I'm able to, you know, do whatever it is to to continue playing at a high level. And so these blocks were kind of generated um, and, you know, completed every day uh, with that in mind so that, you know, I can play you know, tons and tons of volume, um, and hope, hopefully with uh, without much of a uh, drop in win rate. For sure, and you know they're all designed for a specific purpose, right? Like, so physical block is designed to so that you take care of your body because you know your body carries your mind, and the energy levels that you have in the day is directly related to how much physical energy you expend in a day. So that's just. Uh, pretty much a no-brainer. Um, the mental is taking care of your mind. You know, poker is a mind sport. It kind of boggles my mind that in a mind sport, poker players don't take more time training and building their mind because, like, <laughs> that seems like an important thing in a game that's dictated by how well you're thinking. Um, and then spiritual, we'll get into spiritual after the break because it's a little bit tricky and means a probably something different to me than it means to you and probably that it means to John. I think it's one of those uh, ambiguous words that has a lot of different meanings to different people. So after the break, I'll break down specifically what spiritual means to me and what it means in relation to elites and just putting in more volume at the poker table. Yeah. And like, just to go back to the physical block, like I think there's even a little bit more to it than just like, you know, work out and exercise so that your energy levels are high. Like, there's definitely is a physical component to playing poker, even if it's just like, you know, your lower back starts hurting after sitting in your chair for hours and hours. And like, if you can decrease that or like get to the point where like it just doesn't hurt anymore, then that means you can play longer or, or with like less pain and, and presumably, you know, play better or put in more volume. So well, I definitely think that there actually is a physical component to poker, even though you're kind of just sitting in your chair all day. Another uh, side effect is that your sleep likely improves as well yeah. when you're yeah, doing yeah, a physical yeah. block every day because you're wearing your body out, which, you know, when your mind's churning playing poker for hours and hours at a time, it's very hard to flip that switch off and get a sound good night's sleep. Uh, so engaging in a physical block every day is just really important for all the reasons that we said in poker and then kind of carries over into life as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and John, We'll go to physical now and tell me what your physical block entails. When we get done talking about mine and John's uh, regular physical block, we'll show the apps that we use. So physical block for me is is pretty, uh, I would say it's like 
probably pretty boring. It's just working out in some form. Um, what is that? What does that mean? Working out? Like, how do you structure your workouts? How do you plan? Yeah. So I, um, I do mostly like I have, I think four days of like cardio and lifting that I do. And I just split each day up by like a body part. So like chest one day, arms, shoulders, one day, legs, one day and back the other day. And then I try to do cardio and core cardio and core, um, all four of those days. Then I kind of have like two or lighter days that are usually Friday and Saturday, given that like, those are going to be like my heaviest volume days. So I just don't want to like totally wear myself out, um, you know, at the beginning of the day. And on those lighter days, I usually do some form of, um, like guided yoga on an app, um, or, uh, or, or stretching. Um, so that's, that's, uh, that's most of my physical, but I don't think I do anything different. Um, what is, what does cardio look like? Uh, running. How long? How about like, how many miles? How, how long are you running? Like, is there a specific time? Yeah, it's uh two miles. Okay. Two miles, two miles a day cardio. You seem like a little ashamed of that. What's uh, what's the deal? I don't know. I'm not ashamed. I'm just, I, it's just like not. It's not my favorite thing to do. I don't think I'm like some like you know. I don't think I have like great endurance or something like that. But I don't know. It's 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 how I like start every workout is like two miles running, a little bit of core, and then whatever body part it is that day. When you say core, how do you? What are your? What is your? What are your core <laughs> exercises look like? Um, I, I follow like a core like workout routine again on the same app that I use use for yoga. Um, I don't know. It's just like lying on the ground doing like planks, medicine ball stuff. I don't know. I don't really know how to describe some of the other. It's like leg raises while you're on the ground, I guess. Yeah. So ab work. Yeah. That makes sense. And then, I mean, and then there's like, I think there's like, <laughs> like I was just talking about, like, I don't know, like lower back pain is like a real thing for me when I'm playing poker, even like live poker, right? Just like sitting there live is like pretty tough. Um, so I, I think like core definitely entails, you know, not just like your abs, but like your lower back part of your core as well. Um, and I think that's, I don't know, personally, like I, I think it's pretty important to to work that part of your body out so that, you know, you're just not in as much pain when you're sitting in your chair for however long every day. Yeah. So the way that I structure my physical blocks are push-pull legs. So it's like a, a push day and a push day and then a pull what day. Is, what, what does push and pull mean? Like, uh, basically you you push things on push day. So it's like, um, bench press, um, you know, bench press and elevated bench biceps press and, and yeah. triceps, like skull crushers. And, uh, let me think now that you, you say that I have to think of like what, what push day is dumbbell shoulder raises so like shoulder shoulder stuff as well mm. when you're pushing just basically anything you're making a pushing motion mm. um and then pull day is obviously you're pulling so it could be pull-ups it could be um deadlifts it could be shrugs it could be um bicep, bicep curls, curls yeah, yeah wow. all, all that stuff like so basically on pull day you you do all that stuff and then the other day is leg day so pretty obvious what leg day is just squats whatever and then um also for core work my app that i'm gonna show you guys in a moment has me do it has me do like um knee raises like hanging knee raises hanging leg raises uh starfish crunches and a bunch of things that just hurt (laughs) A bunch of things that don't feel good. I think my my least favorite is leg day, and it's like the jump squats. Man, those are my least favorite. Yeah, leg day and back day are my two most painful, or like the ones that I look forward to the least, or the ones that leave me the most sore uh, after every day. Yeah, like lat pull downs. That's another thing. Oh for, yeah, that um, that yeah. Oh man. Yeah, lat pull downs are on pull day as well. 
so let's look into the apps. If anybody wants to Google, by the way, what push-pull legs is, you can just Google it. It's basically a push day, a, a followed by a pull day, then an off day, then legs, then off, and then push-pull. And that's sort of the, the rotation. So legs are surrounded by an off day. And this is your app, John. So tell, yeah. tell, tell the people why you love this app. Um, well, first it's free and it has like, <laughs> it has like, I don't know, just more workouts than I could ever need um, for free. I, I sort of discovered this during the height of the lockdown when, um, when the gym in my building was, uh, was closed. Um, I was just doing a lot of workouts, like passing this to my TV and just doing it and doing workouts here in front of my, in front of the TV. I still use it today. Um, not so much for like actual workouts, but I, uh, do like the yoga and the stretching guided exercises here. But yeah. Uh, this is fit on is the one that, um, I, it's probably the only fitness app that I've ever used actually. Uh, so I'm going to tell the podcast listener this, John, you just feel free to ignore it. It's fine. If <laughs> physical block is very important. And so like, if you find an app that you want to use, that's not free, just pay the hundred dollars a year to get it. Like just don't listen to John with this free stuff. I mean, some free stuff can be good, but like, it's also okay to pay a hundred dollars uh, a year for some stuff that's really good. That saves you time and energy as well. Ten whole big blinds. Ten whole big blinds. You know, John. <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll talk about it in a moment, but we'll get into some things that have happened in elites this month. This is mine. This is the one that I use. It's fitness AI. They actually got me on Instagram with a targeted ad that I I use. But basically, it keeps track of keeps track of your lifts. It learns how much you lift based on the inputs that you give it, and then it also mixes up the exercises that you you do on each day. So pull day, the one thing that like drove me crazy about push pull legs before was my days were static. So it was like always the same, the same thing. This one gives you various different workouts for each day so that it introduces, you know, mixes it up a little bit. There's only so many days that I could just do the same routine every single day. This app looks way more intense and hardcore than mine. Mine was like bright, like, you know, the chick's like doing yoga. This one, yeah. she looks like she's about to deadlift like 300 pounds or something. Like, yeah, that's how we roll, John. That's how that's how we roll in like the paid world of things. This <laughs> free world, paid paid world. <laughs> <laughs> no sunshine and rainbows. We're doing work in paid world. And a funny thing happened. This is just an aside before we go to the mental block. Oh, this but is great. <laughs> when I downloaded this app at first and I was testing it out before deciding whether or not to pay $100 a year for it, um, something weird happened. I had to call my wife over and I was like, babe, can you look at this? Like, is this me? Like, does this look like me? I show it and she's like, holy shit. Like, did you give it access to your pictures? Like, that is creepy. And... So I got a little self-conscious because I was like, I don't want to give them $100 if they're like snooping around on my phone. So I Googled it and just want to share this for the YouTube audience. Um, this is what the guy looks like. <laughs> <laughs> now for the podcast listener, you can't see this, but it looks shockingly like me. They're a little avatar, dude. It's, it's kind of creepy. Oh man, I'd be so sad. I mean, that just, I'd just be like, man, I have like the most generic AI generated. I have like the default face on a, on, of an avatar. <laughs> yeah. Body too, actually. This is, eh, I don't know. About it, this that. is like true to life. Um, everything about this picture is they, they basically took my identity and whatever. What, what are you going to do? You know? All right. 
<laughs> so wait, one more look. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> if, if anybody's imagining what I look like with a with my shirt off, <laughs> imagine no more. Um, so moving to mental block here, John, tell me what mental block means to you specifically. Yeah. So like Brad said, I think this is like really important, like as a poker player, just finding ways to, um, at least for me, it's like finding ways to improve like my level of focus and basically how long I can uh, maintain that level of focus. Um, mental block for me historically has been, uh, meditation using like guided meditation apps. Um, I'll be like totally honest. I hate doing them. Like it, they feel like just like massive chores for me. And I think part of it is like, I, I just like, I'm, I'm really bad at like keeping my mind on the thing that I'm supposed to keep my mind on, which is pretty like at the end of the day, it's like kind of sad. It's like, you know, let's say like I'm supposed to focus on my breathing, um, you know, which is a really common uh, meditation thing. And like, if I can't do that when I have like nothing else to focus on or like nothing, nothing distracting me, like, how, how can I expect to have like a super high level of intense focus when I'm, you know, four tabling poker, you know, if I, when there are like lots of other kind of distractions or lots of other like stimuli that are, are, are grabbing my attention. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is like really one of the blocks that like I need to work most at to improve. Um, yeah. But like I said, it's just, I would much rather work out in the gym for two hours than meditate for 10 minutes. <laughs> Um, so I guess everybody in the meditation space will tell you, I know I've told you the same thing like that. Yeah, you suck at it. And it's not a thing that's like really to be good or bad at. I think that's the first, like adding a competitive, competitive level to this, this mental block, I think is your first problem where you're going wrong. It's not good or bad, John, it just is. And then secondly, whenever you pull yourself back, you know, those are the reps. So like, if you're not getting distracted, well, then you're probably not human or B, you've been like meditating forever and you just have like a really good, strong ability to focus purely on the present, which almost nobody has. And so this is like, whenever you feel yourself drifting, you're just pull yourself back to the present moment and how you feel. And in a poker sense, I think, I think actually you're looking at the benefits incorrectly. You're expecting the benefits to improve your level of focus in mm -hmm. play at the table. But I don't actually think that's like the major benefit. It might be a side benefit, but the major benefit is to gain visibility uh, of how you're feeling, like awareness, yeah, awareness of how you're yeah. feeling on the inside while you're engaged playing poker. So like you check in on yourself while you're playing and say like, how do I feel? Like, um, how is my level of focus? How is my level of energy? Should I quit? Um, all these things. And like, sometimes if you're especially distracted, if you have some anxiety that's built up in your gut, if you're feeling gun shy and you're, you gain awareness of that, you know, you've mentioned in, in elites, we talked in our optimization session about how sometimes you get into a mindset loop and you can't get out of it, um, which causes you to be gun shy. And I think that like having awareness that this is happening is an upgrade to sort of how you've been previously, because a lot of times you had no awareness that your level of play was dropping. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I totally agree that like that. I mean, that's just like the first step, I, I guess for like any kind of growth, like mentally, it's just like, you need, first of all, you just need to be aware that it's happening. And, and if, if you don't even have that, then like we, we can't even get started. And like, after you have awareness, then like we can move on to kind of the next step, which is like building resilience or being able to recover, uh, you know, in a shorter time frame so that, uh, after you become aware, 
um, I, just to use like Brad, Brad's example uh, of what we talked about during my last last optimization session was that I, you know, like Brad said, I sort of become, uh, I start playing like pretty passively, not take passing up on spots that, you know, I, I might have otherwise, you know, bluffed a certain hand and, 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 you know, that kind of stuff. And yeah, like the first thing I have to do is just like, okay, first of all, be aware that, that that's happening. It's like, wow, I, I probably would have bluffed that hand like an hour ago if, if I was like at my peak, whatever mental state. Um, and then the second thing is to, uh, again, like build resilience or get out of that state as quickly as possible. And, um, you know, what well, we it's not about, get out, right? Like it's not get out. See, like that it's about out. recovering, right? It's about going back to where you were at an hour ago. It's not like getting back, it's moving forward and recovering. Yeah, see, I'm terrible at this stuff. Mental <laughs> <laughs> block. Um, no, yeah, but like, yeah, that's that. Yeah, what Brad said. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, like, as you gain awareness, like, whenever you're not able to recover, your actionable step, which you absolutely have hated, is to take a break and just spend time reflecting and trying to recover. Basically reflecting on how you feel, feeling your emotions, and then getting back to the spot that you were at an hour ago. And then that's like a rep, right? This is like yeah. one rep. And then when you do this over and over and over again, ideally you'd improve each time and be able to recover much faster until you can do it very, very quickly. Yeah. One last thing I just want to add that like really, really resonated with me and kind of drilled home the importance of why you know, doing some sort of mental work or meditation or, or something like that is really important. Um, it's something you told me, Brad, is, is a long time ago when I was sort of whining about like, yeah, I don't really like doing meditation was like, meditation is going to the gym for your brain. Um, I think that that's, ex those are the exact words I used. And like, I think when you put it like that, it just, it kind of clicked for me. I was like, oh shit. Okay. Right. Like I'm playing a mind sport. Like what am I doing if I'm not exercising my, exercising my mind or like, you know, increasing the endurance or whatever that my, my brain can handle. Yeah, that's I just wanted to add that in as, you know, maybe if that work that analogy works for somebody else. Yeah. I'm smart. I say smart things sometimes. Well yeah, done. Well done, pass Brad. Well done. And and I mean, look, look at this guy too. Look at him. <laughs> I I'm the total package. Um <laughs> So the first uh first mental app, this is the one that you use, right? Uh it's the one I used to use. It's probably like one of the most popular, I mean just meditation apps um it's like the first one that i got started on um yeah i don't know i don't really use it that much anymore to be honest yeah i i've used headspace in the past too and if you want to learn more about the origins of headspace I, it was created by a dude named andy he's got a tedx talk that's really good he is like a former monk and i also believe a former clown as well a former monk what is that well he was in the monkery and then he got demonked that's how it works and we're like listening to this guy you got demunked <laughs> i don't know maybe he maybe he didn't want to maintain his vow of celibacy john reasonable i think that's reasonable to demunk yeah, yourself. no I wasn't, I wasn't being sarcastic i think that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i know you're not you are a male all right the call map is the other one this, this is, is the, the one, one that i use yeah yeah same here i use it as well i know it's on io i, I assume it's for ios and android yeah. Um, why do you like the call map over Headspace? I get Calm Premium for free with my health insurance. <laughs> this was what we were talking about before. This guy, he gets, he gets, and by the way, for everybody that's like, wow, Calm Premium with health insurance, right? It's like $50 a year. 
I hold big blinds. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, how'd you do yesterday, John? What? Just in in poker? Was? Yeah. Well, come on, man. We can't, we, can't, <laughs> we can't use that as like a reason to just like blow money for no reason. You're not going to tell him? I'll tell him. All right. He won 5K yesterday. And he's changing health insurance plans to get I did not change. calm for free. Oh, my goodness. It just <laughs> happens that that's the case. <laughs> did oh, you inquire man. about it? How did you find this out? Did you call it, your health care provider to no, ask? No, I actually used, I used the calm free version for like a while. And then like I got, a, <laughs> got <that. laughs> And then I got an email from like my health insurance just like out of the blue. And they're like, hey, by the way, like we, you can sign up for free with, for the premium version if you, if you want to. It was just. I just happened to use that app. And, yeah. I think if I hadn't used it, I wouldn't have even opened the email. Did you just like listen to the same meditations every day on the free version? Uh, yeah, like the same like three <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's like good enough oh, for me. Man. Like I'm such a meditation fish. It's like, yeah, I, I probably shouldn't even graduate to the premium stuff like until <laughs> I get this down. You know, like two minutes is like, feels like two oh, hours. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right, so we're going to move to the spiritual block and we're going to take a break now before we get into the spiritual block. And it's going to be, this is, I mean, this is my favorite block and something that's really near and dear to my own heart. So stick around after the break. The decision to enter a hand is fundamental to poker strategy. Too tight and they know what you have. Too loose and you're easy to run over. Free Flop Bootcamp from Chasing Poker Greatness is a comprehensive guide to locking down your pre-flop game and creating true range advantage. Eight days of guided training, over 60 optimal ranges, and access to a dedicated community of players that will push your pre-flop game from a place of weakness to your greatest strength. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash bootcamp. Available now. John, I wanted to ask you why you decided to invest in a pre-flop bootcamp. Everything that you had done with me to that point, or I had heard you do, had impressed me. I loved the podcast. I accidentally ended up in the Poker Power Hour and loved that. And then I took coaching and then you recommended the boot camp. And at first I didn't think it was, you know, something that would be that valuable, but I was like, everything else has been amazing. So I signed up and then it just blew me away. And what about boot camp blew you away? Like it started off slow. Like I'm learning these ranges and I'm not even understanding what you're talking about. And then all of a sudden, as I start to understand what we're doing with the three bets, the four bets, all of a sudden it just kind of hit me. And I was like, oh my God, how do I not know this stuff? This is amazing. The more I studied them, I started to understand why they were constructed sometimes. Like I'd be like, that's why that's like that. And that would lead to more revelations and just a better understanding of poker in general. Do you have any interesting takeaways from your boot camp experience? The most interesting thing about the boot camp, it's a pre-flop boot camp, but I feel like it's done as much for my post game as it did for my pre-game, just because I'm not in as many awkward and bad situations as I found myself in. 
You know, when we were doing coaching before the boot camp, we couldn't get through 10, 15 minutes of tape without finding mistake after mistake. And then once we did the boot camp, it solved problems on the back end as well. I know you've studied for a thousand hours this year. How do you think boot camp compares to your other poker study? Oh, it's crazy. The boot camp is probably the most important thing I've done all year out of everything. I would give anything to go back and to, to know that stuff 10 years ago. I can't imagine how successful I'd be right now if I had known that stuff. And I thought the boot camp was so valuable that I literally insisted you take more money from me and paid you more for the boot camp because I was blown away. I just thought the price was too cheap. And it's changed my game in ways that I, I can't even explain to you. If you'd like to join the next round of Preflop Bootcamp, which starts on the last Saturday of every month, head to ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash bootcamp to lock up your spot. One more time, that's ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash bootcamp. All right, welcome back to Tactical Tuesday. Before we move on to spiritual, I realized just a few minutes ago that I made a mistake. We skipped over one aspect of mental. Uh, we won't go back there, but John, uh, I turned you on to an app recently. Tell me about your experience with that app. Man, it's my favorite mental, whatever, mental block app these days. Um, it's called Breathwork, um, and it's an app that basically helps you do like guided breathing exercises. Um, each exercise sort of has a different purpose. There's one that I do right when I wake up. Uh, there's one that I do before every session. Um, and there's another one that I do like right before I go to bed. Um, I think I'm way more into these than just like the normal kind of like the calm meditation sessions because it's a little bit more active. It's like you got to follow this like breathing pattern, hold your breath for a certain amount of time, um, exhale for a certain amount of time. So it's definitely more act. There's way more of an active component to it. But yeah, I love it so far. And and I can, I guess like another reason I like it is because like I, I can really just feel tangible difference, a difference in how I feel as soon as I finish the session. Whereas like after I finish a calm session, I'm sort of like, man, I suck at this. Like, <laughs> Well, breath work is also takes less time as well. And you do, you do feel tangibly different. At least I feel tangibly different after doing like the breath to wake up, the breath to go to sleep, the breath for performance, the breath to um, basically energize, breath, energize more energy. Yeah. Do you have problems with the performance breath work um, as like, because part of it is like you breathe in and then you hold and then you breathe out and then you hold for like 15 seconds after breathing out and like the breathe out hold like obliterates me. Yeah. For one thing, like I can't exhale for as long as you're supposed to exhale. And so like now I'm like trying to like now I'm like, oh, I know that. So I pace myself at the beginning of my exhale. I'm like, don't let out too much air you know, too early or else like you're going to be screwed at the end. I also have a little bit of problem with like the energizing ones when when it has you like breathe in and out. It's just so it's so fast. It's like so much that like I just feel like I'm like almost like hyper oxygenating my brain or something. And I like start like seeing like dots in the corner of my eyes or something like that. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, OK, good. I just wanted to know that if I had some like lung issues or not, but it seems that you and I maybe we both do. Um, but if so, well, whatever. I, I, I like the chances that we, you know, both have some rare thing or we're both just normal and suck at breathing. 
don't know. I, as far as I know, I haven't had COVID, so like I can't use that as an excuse. I haven't either. Um, you do run two miles like four or five days a week, so you got that going for you. doesn't seem yes. like you're the worst. All right, cool. Um, so now we can talk about spiritual block after we've talked about breath work. By the way, probably the best testimonial that you could have as it relates to breath work is John actually paid for it. I don't think your insurance provider gave it to you for free. You, you ponied up the $100 a year for the app, right? I would be devastated if I found out that they gave it to me for free and I just ponied up the 60 bucks or whatever. I, I almost just want to give them like $500 just to email you that you could have gotten it for free. Just here, guys, send this email to your subscriber. <laughs> I'll, buy 10, I'll buy 10 subscriptions. <laughs> <laughs> just to troll him. Um, okay, so spiritual block. Uh, we'll start out by, I guess I'll ask you, what does the spiritual block mean to you? I mean, I think it probably means basically like how you would describe it and how you've described it at the beginning of Elite's every session. It's, it's just, it's pretty simple. Do something that makes you happy that is not poker related. What's funny is that it sounds really simple, but this is the block that I just like, it's, it's sort of hard for me to sometimes think of like, sometimes I feel like I'm just forcing it. You know, I'm just like, yeah, like I'm, I watched YouTube or Netflix for like an hour, even though I wasn't like, <laughs> I'm just doing it for like my spiritual block. Um, and one of the elites members uh, at the beginning of this, um, at the beginning of this iteration of elites brought it up. It's like, Poker used to be our spiritual block, right? Before we became professional poker players. It was like, that was the thing that we did to, you know, have fun or, or like enjoy life outside of our, our profession. And like, now it's just become like the thing that we do every day. Uh, so it's sort of hard to find things that are um, <clears throat> not poker related these days, honestly, that like, that I like really want to do to like make myself happy. I think that that is a problem because um, just one thing that I, uh, feel sometimes is like when poker is not going well, and if that's the only thing that you have in your life, like you just play all day, run sims all day, and and you know review sessions all day, then that just means like your life is probably not going well, right? Or you feel that your life is not going well, and if that's if that's the case, and and uh, you know poker is guaranteed to have you know stretches where it's not going well, it's just impossible to avoid those to avoid those, avoid those stretches. You, it's really good to have like something else in your life that is like oh you know like. I lost today, but like at least I'm making progress in whatever other activity that I do to to have fun. I don't even think it's it's progress. You're you're like you're putting so much pressure on this spiritual block thing of like progression. That means a lot to you, right? Like progressing, not just doing something to do it. Yeah, I mean, like if I had to like talk about like something that like makes me happy, um, that unfortunately I can't really use as my spiritual block. It's like stuff in the gym, right? Like I have like this goal to like do a certain number of pull ups. Um, it's embarrassingly low, so I'm not going to say the number. Um, but like, Three? just try to like get closer. <laughs> Four? Uh, <laughs> Is it five? Yeah. <laughs> we could do this all day, John. So yeah, I have like a pull-ups and like body weight, like dips goal that I'm like really working towards and like just kind of doing, like checking up on that like every week and like seeing like progress um, is something that like makes me happy. Um, one thing that I'm, I'm, you know, I've talked to Brad about this a little bit too is just like the next thing that I think I'm really gonna do in terms of like sports is like start taking golf lessons and get golf coaching and like I should I can just like easily see myself being like one of those people like just wake up a little bit earlier in the, the day and just go to the range every morning and just hit on I don't know what a reasonable number of balls is um, in <laughs> the morning but like <laughs> five <laughs> <laughs> you're getting into my push my pull up um no I just like so 
just having something like that, I, I guess like you're right, like progress like means a lot to me and like kind of being able to see like marked improvement in like something that I'm working at. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of excited for golf to be the next thing for me. What's funny is like you, what you just said there is like, that could totally be your spiritual block is like working on progression with your pull-up goal, right? Like if, if that makes you happy and that's something you want to work towards, then do an extra physical block. That's, focused on meeting your pull-up goal. I mean, oh, again, wow, it, it's about just making yourself happy. It doesn't have to be like exclusive from the other things that you do. If that's, and by the way, spiritual. So for the listener, I want to describe, I guess, what I think of when I say spiritual. Like, I think that like, when you say like, my hand hurts, right? Like, it's, what is the my in that sentence, right? Like, I don't feel well. What is the I, right? Like, is it your body? What is it? And, you know, you could chop off, quote unquote, your hand, bury it in the desert. And I guess it's not your hand anymore, but you're still alive, right? So for me, like spiritual is just our consciousness and it's just our spirit. The thing that like lives inside our body and is our thoughts, our mind, all these things. So whatever it is in your spirit that makes you happy, um, just do something in that vein every single day. Like for me, I enjoy building Legos, right? I enjoy um, journaling even, like writing things out. I enjoy serving my wife. I enjoy surprising my friends. Man, if you think about when you're a kid, right? How many things do you love doing? You love like going to an amusement park, right? Like you live for that shit. You, you're so pumped, right? Yeah, Why yeah. do we get away from that as adults? Like you live in LA, you could go to, you know, Six Flags if you so chose. Uh, yeah, a big part of it, I think, is, is, has been COVID though. Like Elites has only been running during COVID and like, yeah, maybe it'd be easier to find like things that are like, you know, fun spiritually to do. Um, but like, I don't know, other than like, going out for like a hike or something isolated like that. It's sort of hard for me to, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to go to an amusement park right now. I, I, I wouldn't do that. I love reading. Like we talked, we were just going crazy in the break, talking about hardcore history podcast. Like uh, yeah. what about listening to an episode of hardcore history? Like for yeah, I mean, an that's hour and a half podcast, or two. Podcast has been what podcasts have been one thing that um, I have used as my spiritual block uh, during elites. Um, Good. Yeah. 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 So if, you in the audience, the listener is thinking about like, what would you do for your spiritual block? I would just say, if you get stuck, think about what you love doing as a kid, um, riding a bike, reading fiction, whatever it is, playing video games, right? Like give yourself permission to play video games. If you enjoy or love doing it and it makes your spirit happy. I think these are, these are just things that are like, like you said, um, you know, if you have a bad day of poker, it's like, well, poker suck today, but like, at least I get to do this thing that I love doing. At least I get to read my favorite book. At least I get to play video games. At least I get to go shopping or go on a walk in, in the wilderness with your significant other by yourself or spend time with friends, go to trivia night, whatever it is. Um, it just gives you something else to look forward to. Right, and right. that to me is like, it's my favorite block in, in elites, but also the one that like, it is not so tangible as physical and mental that everybody seems to struggle with like, what do I do to make my, what do I do to make my spirit happy? Like yeah. any, anything it, you want. It, it feels so sad, right? When you put it like that, it's like, <laughs> like, I don't know what I do that like makes me happy anymore. I was like, again, like you said, it's so important. Like you need things to pick up your mood or your emotion. Like as if you play this game every single day, cause they're just going to be brutal stretches where your life feels like it's ending. 
well in the in the vein of like what a spirit is like that our body is just kind of an avatar that we control right and then like mm -hmm. the essence of our life are the experiences that we enjoy and so like we put off having experiences we enjoy so that we can do work so that we can do whatever and it's like no the shit we enjoy is like the point of being alive it's like why we're here like you're not going to uh be 80 years old on your deathbed and be like, wow, I, I wish I would have spent less time with my friends. Like, Thank I wish God I would have I ran those extra Sims. <laughs> right. Like, you're going to be like, man, why didn't I, why didn't me and Sai go on more picnics when we both had our health and we were young, right? And uh, I brought John's, John's girlfriend into this just now. I don't know if she, she wants to be. <laughs> well, she is already. She, she's sure in the now. show. I, yeah. I doubt, I doubt if you look up Sai, you're probably not going to find her. You'll probably find the Korean guy that did the, What's that thing that he did? Not spelled the same way. Gang Gangnam style. Yeah, Gangnam style. That's yeah. the one. It's not spelled. They don't know how to spell Psy, though. So yeah. PSI, that's it. Or PSY? <laughs> I don't know. Yes, John John is... Um, I probably wouldn't need to play poker if I was dating the PSY Psy. I'd just be sitting around being a YouTube millionaire's significant other. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it would be like super fun being out to dinner and having everybody come up to you talking about Gangnam Style all the gotcha. time. Oh. All right. Now, these days, you know, people just come up to you inside talking about Tactical Tuesday. So it's a lot better. Um. <laughs> that, would, that would just, man, if someone walked up to me and was like, hey, you're the dude from Tactical Tuesday, like, I wouldn't even know how to respond. Like, I'd probably like hit you up first. I'd be like, yo, 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 this crazy thing happened. <laughs> Yeah, the first time I think you'd be like, "Wow, that was pretty cool." The hundredth time you'd be like, "Whoa, what happened? What's happening I got, right I now?" I gotta stop doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you're already here, man. You, you you couldn't take it away once you're already here. You're just here. Just need to wax your eyebrows, and then you'll look like a totally new human. Yeah. Take your glasses off, actually. You'd be like Clark Kent. Sometimes, I, sometimes I when I when I usually when I play live poker, Who's I'm not guy? wearing my glasses. Oh, there you are. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you wear your glasses when you play live poker because uh when i drive especially in la like i just need to wear sunglasses and so i wear contacts usually when i go out when i have like some reason to drive somewhere oh wow so you yeah. prefer your glasses over contacts i don't prefer them i mean i just i'm just lazy i'm sitting at home like hmm. the the man that's playing two thousand hands a day fifty thousand hands this month is contacts also dry out like when I'm like looking at screens for like a really, really long time. So, I mean, I'd have to like take them out eventually and like, mm. then you'd have to replace them. That'll be another 30, $40. Oof, you'd be <laughs> that plus breath work. Oh, like starts yeah. adding up, starts adding up. <laughs> Not to mention that like your monthly coaching bill is like eight. It's like eight years worth of bread, breath work a month, but, yeah, but that makes me money. <laughs> so this breathwork, John. Uh, have you learned nothing? Man. Have you learned nothing? <laughs> All right. Um, I think we've reached the end of this tactical Tuesday. Uh, if you have any questions about elite or the mental, physical, spiritual component, um, you know you can recreate this on your own as far as it, it goes with the blocks and all that stuff. And feel free to do so. Like I said many times already, it's not going to launch for another six months or whatever. So. Um, not pitching or selling anything, but I do think that as a listener, the, doing these things, structuring your habits in this way will likely improve your life and your experience on this planet and your bankroll and all the things 
that you value. So you may want to give it a shot. And uh, John, say some last words to the listener before next week. See you next week. And also, if you see John eating dinner somewhere, go up, tell him hi. Please don't. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.